Pergint by Colin McNee of the Henrik Ibsen Act 1 A run-down farm in Goodbarnsdale. A mother lives there with her son. The youth's called Per. The mother, Ossa. Now our story has begun. You're lying! No, I'm not! Well, then, will you swear it's true? Swear? Why should I? Ah, you daren't. Lies are all I hear from you. You've some gall to face your mother when you've left her here alone at this time, when every year she works her fingers to the bone. And for what? For hunting reindeer? Wasting weeks in mountain snow? Coming back here empty-handed, nothing in your bag to show? Then you think that I will swallow tales of death-defying pluck? Away with you. I won't believe. Where did you find this precious book? West of Yendin. Oh, I dare say. Far above the Viking cross. Near a clump of trees I saw him, scraping at the snow for moss. Crouched and watched him, held my breath, carefully prepared my gun. Aimed below his mighty antlers, silhouetted by the sun. Then I fired... And down he fell. Down the buck came to the ground. I leapt up with knife in hand. I scorned to load another round. On his back I leapt and grabbed him. By his left ear held him fast. Raised my knife to end the business, thinking he would breathe his last. But the beast was far from finished. To his feet he rose and reared. From my hand the knife flew out and down the mountainside careered. Off he ran with me still clinging, up the stony eastern slope. Right along the ridge of Yendin, holding on my only hope. Christ in heaven! Have you ever been upon that scythe blade's edge? Fully half a mile it stretches, lacking hollow, fold or ledge. Either side are gleaming glaciers, distant peaks you cannot number. Far beneath you see the water, wrapped in dark and gloomy slumber. Right along it, he and I, we clove our passage through the air. Never rode I such a steed, never breathed there one so rare. As we rushed along, beneath us in the void, the dusky eagles fell away like motes in sunshine, daunted by our aspect regal. All the sprites that turn us dizzy danced and sang and circled round us. I could hear and seemed to see them laughing, joyous to have found us. Heaven help us! On a sudden, birds burst skyward from the ground. Reindeer, startled, lost his footing, plunged us o'er the edge and down. (gasps) Gloomy precipice behind us, Fathomless abyss below, a flock of screaming gulls we scattered. Neath us, something seemed to grow. Whitish, like a reindeer's belly, our reflection rushed to meet us. Mirrored on the lake's still surface, buck and hunter rose to greet us. Buck from air and buck from water met with mighty splash together, scattering the foam around us, sending waves into the heather. Then at last we somehow managed to the northern shore to struggle. Buck, he swam and dragged me after. So I got home and... But where's the reindeer? I expect he's where I left him. If you find him, you may keep him. And your neck you haven't broken, nor your legs, nor smashed your spine. Thanks to God he has not taken you, the only child of mine. There's a rent across your breeches, it's true, but that's soon mended. Hardly worth a care when I think how that leap your life near ended. Oh, you lying little devil. Christ, a 
above us what a liar. All that rigmarole you told, I've heard before around the fire. It's the tale of good Branglesne that I heard when just a lass. Twas to him that all this happened, not to you, you silly ass. Lies, I know, can be dressed up in gorgeous wrappings, so disguised their crooked, skinny carcasses no living soul would recognise. Would to God that I were dead and buried in the cold black earth. Prayers and tears have no effect on someone of such little worth. Don't distress yourself so, Mother. Don't waste your tears on me. One day I'll be an emperor. Then surely you'll be proud of me. How much is there left to us of all that your grandfather made? The money bags old Rasmus Gint had filled through honest toil and trade. It was your father emptied them, pouring money out like sand, buying popularity while he neglected work and land. See the farmhouse? Scarce a window but is smashed and stuffed with dish clout. Scarce a hedge or fences standing, fields are fallow, not a crop sprouts. That's enough of dismal wailing. Often when our luck's been low, it's grown as strong as ever was. Where soil is poison, nothing grows. What use have you been to me, eh? When you're home, you're idle, lazy, gazing in the fire's last embers. Care for you? <laughs> I must be crazy. When you're in town, you frighten all the girls you meet at dances, so that I'm ashamed to own you, hurt by people's talk and glances. Let me be! Can you deny that you were foremost in the brawling in that dogfight down at Lunda, when the blacksmith was sent bawling home with broken arm or finger? Who but you hurt Aslak thus, roused the watchmen from their slumbers and brought them forth to quell the fuss. Who's put all that in your head? Why the cotters heard his yells? Yes, but it was I that howled. What? Bruising on my ribs still swells. What? Well, the man's a hefty pup. Who is? Aslak, do keep up. Oh, now more shame you've brought upon me, letting such a scurvy toper, such a worthless drunken rascal, beat you like some weak no-hoper. Ha! Well, it doesn't seem to matter if I beat or if I'm beaten. Either way, you start your wail. In fact, your countenance may sweeten. Are you lying now again? Well, just this once, so please stop crying. Oh. I beat that rascal black and blue until he feared that he was dying. See, my left hand made the pincers, bending that drunk blacksmith double, while my right hand was my hammer. Oh, you brawler, not but trouble. One day I will bring you honour, resurrect our poor estate, just believe me when I say that I'll do something really great. Oh. <laughs> well, it's true. You might have made a little something of yourself. Hegstad's daughter fancied you and feared she'd end up on the shelf. Hegstad's old and obstinate, but Ingrid is the one who leads. He trails grumbling in her footsteps, granting her whatever she needs. Ah, Pear. A richly dowered girl, heir to his lands. Yes, every bit. If you had wooed her, you'd have won, and in the bridegroom's place you'd sit. Come on, I'll be a suitor now. Of whom? Why, Ingrid. Oh, poor lad, that way is barred to you. You've lost the chance that once you had. How's that? Well, while you were on the hills riding reindeer in the sky, Mads Moen got up and won the girl. Mads Moen? That limp and simple guy? Yes, now she's betrothed to him. 
Just wait until I've harnessed up. The wedding is tomorrow, boy. We'll get there by this evening. Hup. For God's sake, you will make things worse. We'll be the objects of their scorn. The gints who lost all that they had. They'll make me wish I'd not been born. Cheer up. You'll find all turns out right. To Hegstad, you will speak for me. Tell him Mads Moen is a sot and what a husband I will be. <sighs> There's an end. To speak the truth has always been the best in me. The kind of husband that I had would be that poor girl's destiny. Dreamer, full of grand ideas, could charm the birds out of the tree. But feckless, lazy, ne'er-do-well would bring her sorrow as for me. That's a frank, unvarnished portrait. What indeed can I bestow on Ingrid, really? All right, mother. You've convinced me. I won't go. Son, I think it's for the best. There's many more beneath the moon. Well, now I'll go and make our supper. Come back to the farmhouse soon. Right. How many miles to Hegstad's farm? Oh, the walk will make me hearty. Never mind the horse and cart. I'm off to Ingrid's wedding party. Pear has a view from a hill over Hegstead. He's questioning whether to press on below. He fears that he'll suffer a chilly reception. He wonders what kind of a face he can show. Yonder lies Hegstad's, where soon I'll be calling. I wonder if Ingrid is sitting alone. No. Folk with wedding gifts swarming like midges there. I should turn back now and make my way home. Folk will be smirking when they see me coming there. Whispers that burn like a brand on my skin. Liquor will be my best friend at the party, dulling my senses and making me spin. That cloud's like a horse. There's its saddle and bridle. A witch on a broomstick is flying behind. That's mother. She's scolding and screaming, You liar! Swears that she'll give me a piece of her mind. There rides Pergint at the head of his retinue. Silver the thread of the mantle he wears. Pear carries gauntlets and sabre and scabbard. Hail to the king, every henchman there swears. The people in groups by the wayside are gathered, lifting their hats as they stare at the king. The women are curtsying. Everyone knows it is Kaiser Pear Gint of whom troubadours sing. Pear Gint sails over the seas in his glory, and Engeland's princess is waiting for him. Engeland's nobles and Engeland's Kaiser will offer to cater to his every whim. Lifting his crown speaks the Kaiser in welcome. Well, what have we here? Look, it's Pergint the drunkard, licking his wounds from the last time we met. Aslak the blacksmith. Pray, what is it you want? He hasn't got over his hammering yet. Just let me alone. That I will. But, young fellow, pray, tell what you've done with yourself since that night. It's six weeks ago. Have the troll folk been at you? You're surely not sulking because of the slight. We'll see you at Eggstars. You won't. What a pity. Ingrid, it said, had her eye on you once. A pity she slipped through your fingers, young fellow. Mind your own business, you ill-favoured nonce. <laughs> Don't get in a temper. If she's refused you, there are surely others who'll jump at the chance. Remember the goodly John Gint was your father? Come on to the farm. There'll be girls there who'll dance. Go to hell. You'll be sure to find someone who'll have you, as long as you're willing to swallow your pride. Innocent schoolgirls or widows well-seasoned 
Good evening. I'll give your regards to the bride. Well, old Ingrid Hegstun may wed whom she pleases. I don't give a damn, frankly. Why should I care? If I could but carve at their breasts like a butcher and tear out the scorn and contempt that is there. What was that? Who is hiding there laughing behind me? I thought that I heard... No, there's nobody there. I'll go home to mother. The dance is beginning. The girls will be swarming, the dark and the fair. Ah, yes, I can hear them out dancing a hulling. Gitorn's the fiddler, and man, he can play. The tune has the sparkle and flash of a waterfall. I'm off to the party. Who cares what they say? Lively the scene in the farmyard of Hexton. Dancers kick high as the fiddle sings loud. Guests have come here from the length of the Gudbrandsdal. Let's listen in on the talk of the crowd. The bride? Well, it's true that she is a bit weepy, but that's quite common on such a big day. If I were to wed that pathetic Mudsmoen, I'm sure I would feel more like running away. That's the way, Guton. Don't spare your fiddle strings. Scrape till it echoes out over the field. Give us some Pulse and Roy Linda to dance to. We'll outdo the devil. He'll take to his heels. Father, she won't. She is not being nice to me. What won't she do? She has locked herself in. We'll find out who knows where the key to her room is. Father, I wouldn't know where to begin. Look out, you girls. Now things will get livelier. Peggint's arrived. He'll have tall tales to tell. He's got a cheek. Turning up uninvited. You girls should ignore him, the cheap nerder well. If he should speak to you, pay no attention. Yes, we'll make out we've got no time to spare. Who is the fieriest dancer among you? Not one of us. Try that girl over there. How fair that girl is. How very fair. Younger than Ingrid and looks more sincere. Though I've just seen her, I feel that I know her. As if I were destined to meet with her here. May I dance with your daughter? You may, if you're gentle. I'll venture inside now and greet our good hosts. I'm the best dancer of all in this company. Best in the land, though I'm not one who boasts. Well, it would seem you're not lacking in confidence. I'm not so good, so let's stay and talk here. My name is Solve, and what shall I call you? Pear is my name, son of John Gint. Oh dear. What? What's the problem? I'm sorry, it's nothing. Uh, no, come on, tell me. My name is so dread. It's just that I've heard all these stories about you. And did you not think that you might be misled? Perhaps I shall come in the night and molest you, turn into a troll and stand by your bed, suck the life's blood from your veins and then eat you, pluck out your heart and then cut off your head. Dance with me, Solvay. Oh, now you're just horrid. I never know how to talk to a girl. I shouldn't blame her for swallowing stories. I could tell tales that would make her toes curl. Pear, will you help me get in where the bride is? Bride? Where is she? In the loft. Is that so? Pear, dearest Pear, for Ingrid's sake, help me. Stay here. I'll get her, and then you can go. <laughs> where is Pear Gink till I give him a thrashing? I'm tired of his nonsense. I'm full to the brim. One of us soon will be quitting this party. One way or another, I'll make sure it's him. 
Pear gave as good as he got down at Lunda. Nonsense! There's none that can match Aslak here. Oh, let them go to it. We'll see who's the winner. Pear won't come out. He's got too much to fear. Where's that son of mine? I'll thrash the rascal. Just wait your turn. I'm first in the queue. This is our wedding. We want no rough business. Think of the bridegroom and bride. Who, Who asked you? you? Hold on a moment. You say that you'll thrash him? Why, that's my son. How dare you, you swine? These teeth and nails will tear flesh from you, blackguard, ere you do harm to that darling of mine. Oh, God in heaven. Look there, on the hillside. What? Is it Pear? Oh, my God, with the bride. He carries her over his shoulder, the rascal. Oh, Pear, there's an end to all family pride. In Act One of Pear Gint by Colin McNee after Henrik Ibsen. Pear was played by Craig Finley. Also by Elizabeth McHale. Asluck by Tobias Forbes. Sulvay by Rachel Twyford. Sulvay's father by Paul Clifford. Mads Moen by Philip Cotterill. And Mads Moen's father by Jonathan Kay. The narrator was Colin McNee. Other parts were played by members of the cast. Original music was composed and played by Giles Lewin. Sound design, editing and mixing were by Dominic Hargraves. Pear Gint was recorded at Evolution Studios, Oxford. Produced by Colin McNee and Dominic Hargraves and directed by Colin McNee.